0: I'm going to have to let you go. That's how Principal Conklin put it. Cutbacks, he said. In today's economy, what's a single, unemployed, 40-ish English lit teacher with no kids supposed to do to keep a roof over her head and food on the table? Become a macabre investigator, of course. The spooky has always been a passion of mine, but I was surprised to learn how many people needed my kind of help and would pay good money for it. Do I get scared sometimes? Sure but a girl has to make a living somehow.
1: April 18, 1.47 p.m. Location, Millie Foster's office.
0: Hello, this is Millie Foster.
2: Uh, uh, Miss Foster? Uh, You're the macabre investigator, right? Guilty as charged. Good, good. Uh, My name's Eddie Stubbs. Uh, I work at the Commonwealth Zoo.
0: Geez, I haven't been there in years. I've got to go again soon.
2: Uh, You you might want to wait a bit. Why? We've got a problem with the animals.
0: Is the elephant objecting to the rise in peanut prices?
2: Uh, If only it were that simple.
0: What's the problem?
2: The animals are gone.
0: What do you mean? They can't simply walk out of their cages.
2: I wish I could tell you where they went. I really do. They're just gone.
1: How does an entire zoo full of animals vanish from the face of the earth? Even if someone or something wanted them for whatever purpose, how do you take away creatures as big as an elephant without being observed? We present episode 6 of Millie Foster, Macabre Investigator, Now You See Them. The series stars Natalie Stanfield as Millie and Glenn Haskell as Woodrow. I'm Fran McClellan.
0: Woody, I'm off to the zoo.
3: The zoo? I didn't know it was a field trip day.
0: There's something weird going on there. At the zoo? That's what the call was about.
3: Uh, May I come too?
0: Sorry, but someone has to mind the store.
3: (sighs) Do you need some money?
0: For what? Some
3: cotton candy or some peanuts to feed the elephant.
0: It hasn't changed much.
2: Uh, Miss Foster. Miss Foster.
0: Millie, please.
2: (sighs) Eddie Stubbs. Everybody calls me Eddie.
0: Then I'll join the crowd. It's so quiet. No growls. No tweets. Nothing.
2: Tell me about it.
0: Has there been any change? Have any of the animals returned? None. How are you explaining this to your customers?
2: We sent word to the media that the zoo will be closed for a time due to a death in the owner's family. And we also put up some signs.
0: How long can you pull that off?
2: I'm not sure. A few days, maybe.
0: And after that?
2: I don't know. That's why I called you.
0: I hope I can help.
2: That goes double for me. School vacation week is coming up. I'd hate to disappoint all those kids.
0: Eerie. All the empty cages? Uh, It's like Noah
2: raided the place to stock the ark.
0: Did you discover this?
2: Yeah. I got here an hour or so before opening. Why'd you do that? To be certain, everything's in good shape. The zoo is safe to open, and the animals are okay.
0: And this is what you found?
2: Right. Every animal. From the prairie dogs to the elephant. Gone.
0: Hmm... Do all the cages have tops? Well,
2: many do. For larger animals, like the giraffes, we put fencing around the perimeter, but those cages don't have roofs. Uh, The animals have structures they can go into if the weather gets bad.
0: It doesn't look like the lock was tampered with. Who has keys?
2: I do, and there are some at the main office.
0: How would you get an animal out of here? There are no holes in the roof. And these spaces between the bars are smaller than my hand.
2: Well, don't forget, these are wild animals. Many of them trust their trainers, maybe the zoo staff. And that's about it. Even a small animal like, uh, say, a lemur wouldn't go willingly. Uh, Come with me. No hole in the roof, like you said, no bent or broken bars, and the lock was in place. How would someone steal an animal from here and be able to put the lock back on the way it was, with a frightened critter in tow?
0: And do it over and over again, without being seen?
2: Uh, There are people living close by. Walking out of here with an elephant would attract some attention.
0: Did you see any signs that something big, like a moving van, was parked outside?
2: Nothing. You'd need a moving van or two to take all our animals.
0: Eddie, could you put me in touch with the owners? I want to talk with them.
2: Well, sure thing. I can even get you a key if you want to look around some more on your own. I've got a spare in my office. Thank you. Now you have to head back there now. I probably have a lot of phone messages. Look around as much as you like and take your time. My office is over there, the White Shack, see? I do. Stop by on your way out.
3: Not even one animal?
0: Nope. Every cage empty. Wow.
3: Any ideas?
0: Not yet. You? Nada. It could be anyone. An easy guess? Always my first go-to. Would be a disgruntled employee.
3: Disgruntled?
0: It's the opposite of... of gruntled. The West family... Really? Uh Uh-huh. I never would have guessed that they own the zoo.
2: I know what you mean, but they do have for generations, even before my time here.
0: But they're into golf courses, banks, real estate.
2: And the zoo. Go figure, huh?
0: Can you get me in to speak with the big guy?
2: I've already called him. Andrew West. Nice man. He can meet with you at two tomorrow.
0: Andrew West's building was very classy. Lots of bright wooden paneling, big, big windows, and young, pretty girls. Michelle, West's assistant, buzzed me into his enormous office. When I say enormous, I mean it. I've lived in smaller places. The walls were lined with books, awards, and framed pictures. I noticed a couple of the zoo right away. Andrew West got up from behind his huge desk and came over to greet me. He was a very thin, rather tall man, perhaps in his mid-fifties, with slicked-back brown hair. Please, sit. Thanks.
4: Will you join me in some tea? Earl Grey? No, thank you. I lived in England for a few years, and I picked up their habit of tea time. I simply can't break it.
0: What attracted you to England?
4: It was for business, not pleasure. My family has holdings all over the globe.
0: You could have done worse than the U.K. Definitely.
4: Do you know about West International's holdings?
0: Some of them. Real estate, golf courses.
4: Don't forget about our new telecommunications business.
0: Isn't the zoo in an odd mix with those? You
4: mean like on Sesame Street? One of these things just doesn't belong here? (laughs) Exactly. Yes, but it's as valuable a part of the business as any other. Does it turn a profit? Most years. A small one.
0: Why hold on to it?
4: I sometimes find myself asking that very same question. The only answer I've come up with is sentiment.
0: I don't follow you.
4: Have you visited our zoo?
0: Many times, especially as a child.
4: I remember going with my dad. It was always a big day, so much to take in. I can still see that sense of wonder and awe in the eyes of our youngest visitors. In keeping the zoo up and running, I feel that I'm honoring my father's memory.
0: I think you are.
4: My granddaughter goes several times a year. Katie loves animals, fascinated by them. She would be so disappointed if the zoo closed it's a bit difficult to justify keeping it open during the lean years but we always find a way
0: it's a great place
4: if this problem goes on for very long it's going to get more and more difficult to keep the news out of the papers we don't need any bad publicity
0: especially with school vacation week coming up
4: i won't lie to you do i want this problem resolved for that week of course i do missing that business would really cut into our bottom line Just feeding the animals costs a very pretty penny.
0: I would imagine.
4: Is it too early to ask if you have a theory?
0: The only thing that comes to mind is a disgruntled employee.
4: That's certainly possible. We've had some.
0: Could I get a list of all the people who were fired from the zoo, say, within the past year?
4: Of course. I'll ask Michelle to prepare it for you. We'll also include any contact information we have.
3: Anything, Millie?
0: No, not really. Look here. Ricky Sanchez. Fired from his job cleaning up the grounds because of unexplained absences. Patrick O'Hanlon. Fired from the gift shop for the same reason. These are simply people trying to make a living, Woody. They have neither the time nor the ability to pull off these disappearances.
3: So, where does that leave you?
0: (laughs) High and dry.
3: Why do this to a zoo of all places? What makes you think it's just the zoo? What do you mean? You told me that West International has businesses all over the world. They do? Lots of irons, lots of fires. What are you suggesting? West is very sentimental about the zoo. He keeps it running even during years when it's in the red. Couldn't the guy who made the animals disappear work for any of West International's companies?
0: And he's damaging the company's profits by striking back at the family's soft spot.
3: The Zoo.
4: For every company? That's right.
0: Everyone fired in the past year.
4: Michelle could put that together for you, but it will take some time. We have a lot of companies.
0: I wouldn't ask if I didn't think it would be helpful.
4: She should be able to put it all together before closing time. Could
0: you email it to the address on the business card I gave you? Of course. My assistant Woody will be here. Michelle can call him directly if she spots anyone suspicious. I'll let her
4: know. Goodbye for now.
0: Goodbye. Did you get that, Woody?
3: Yeah, Michelle from West International.
0: Right. Any news. Call me on my cell phone.
3: Where are you going?
0: The zoo. I can't escape the feeling that I'm missing something there. I used the key Eddie Stubbs gave me to get into the zoo. I saw a peanut cart by the registers. I pulled a bag off a hook and left two bucks in the box. I walked around for nearly half an hour, but no inspiration came. Tired and hungry, I sat down on a bench near the chimp cage and shelled some peanuts. In frustration, I threw a few of them at the empty cage. The shells lifted off the ground, and hovered in the air. Something broke open one of them and extracted the nuts, which vanished. The empty pieces of shell fell to the cage's floor. I walked to the cage and tossed in a few more peanuts. The same thing happened. The animals hadn't been taken away. They were still here.
5: Very clever, Miss Foster.
0: What the... No one. <laughs> oh, you're working too hard, Millie. You're fine.
5: You're not alone.
0: Then show yourself.
5: peek a I see you. <laughs> Don't look for me. I'm not there. You're invisible. Just like the animals. Dr. Samantha Marsh,
0: pleased to make your acquaintance. You're responsible for all this.
5: I am. Remarkable, isn't it?
1: So all
0: the animals are here, but invisible. Exactly. Eerie
5: was the way you described it yesterday. You were here, then? I have been here all along. I wanted to see the sorrow on the people's faces. You have to appreciate the work that went into making this possible. I do? I had to solve several problems. It wasn't enough to simply turn all the animals mute and invisible. No? At first, I had to make them... I suppose the word is porous. So that's why... What is the first thing a person would do when faced with a strangely empty cage that once held a beast? Go inside, like Eddie and I did. Making the animals porous was the toughest part of all. Fortunately, it didn't need to last long. No one would be fool enough to look in an empty cage again. When you and Mr. Stubbs entered that cage, you walked through a gibbon.
0: Why did you do this?
5: Payback.
0: On the West family.
5: For many years, I worked for one of their national concerns, Alpha Laboratories, which makes defensive weapons. I developed the idea of an invisibility ray. Think of the military applications of such a thing.
0: I'd rather not. Imagine
5: being able to invade another country without being seen. Unfortunately, the ray proved more difficult and expensive to develop than I had imagined. The Wests
0: abandoned the project. And me. From what I see, don't see. It looks like you got it to work.
5: I've put a great deal of my own money into the project. It's nearly
0: perfected. So you thought you'd try it out on animals. As scientists have for
5: many years. And not just any animals. These animals. The Wests would barely even notice if I tried to hack into Alpha Lab's computers and hurt its bottom line. But with the ridiculous soft spot they have
0: for this place, they'll take heed. You use the ray on yourself?
5: Yes, but at different settings. I wanted to be able to speak. You may answer it.
0: Hello?
3: Millie. It's Woody.
0: I'm kind of busy right now.
3: You asked me to get back to you if Michelle found anything in that list of fired employees. Uh Uh-huh. She mentioned a woman named Samantha Marsh who was fired from one of their labs down in Texas. Gotcha. She thought you might want to look her up.
0: I don't need to do that. Why not? Because she's right in front of me.
3: Michelle said she could be dangerous. I'm calling the police.
0: No, don't. But... No buts. I'll call you back soon. One of
5: your colleagues checking on you. How nice.
0: I'll be leaving now.
5: (laughs) No? I have something else in mind for you. What's... uh... what's that? I thought it would be fun to make
0: you invisible. Fun for who? You object? Of course. How invisible... like you or the animals? I haven't
5: decided yet. The invisibility ray needs more testing. And you're the only visible living thing here. Why pass up such an opportunity?
0: Thinking fast, I threw my bag of peanuts at where I thought Marsh was. The bag hit her and burst open, sending the nuts everywhere. I knew where she was. I ran at her and knocked her to the ground. In our struggle, I felt the cold metal of the invisibility ray. I tried to yank it away from Marsh, but she held onto it tightly. Finally, the ray fired. and Dr. Marsh appeared. She was rather short and perhaps in her early 60s. I quickly rolled her onto her stomach and put my knee in the small of her back. I wrenched the ray gun from her hand. It looked a lot like a trumpet, but on the top of it where you'd have the valves was a collection of buttons and dials, and the front was a trigger. Now, doctor, you're going to tell me how to reverse the effects of this gizmo and make all the animals visible again. I will not.
5: Oh,
0: Is my knee in your back uncomfortable? Extremely. Then you should tell me what I need to know. No. I've worked too hard to get back at the Wests
5: to let the likes of you ruin everything.
0: Have it your way. How about I point this thing at you and pull the trigger?
5: You wouldn't.
0: Some of the settings might be off from our fight. I wonder what will happen. Without the
5: proper settings, the invisibility ray can be lethal.
0: All the more reason for you to do what I say. Show me the settings. Have a peek. It's kind of hard to
5: see the dials with you holding me down. Too bad. The settings are fine. Just point the ray at the cage and pull the trigger.
0: You wouldn't lie to me, would you? Hardly. Because if anything bad happens to any of the animals... I'm turning the ray gun on you.
5: Just a moment.
0: Stubborn to the end, Doc. While keeping the good doctor restrained, I tossed a couple of the shelled peanuts into the chimpanzee cage. When I saw the nuts rise into the air, I aimed the ray gun, fired, and revealed a happy chimp eating the nuts.
3: Millie. Thank God. I've been pacing a hole in the carpet. Are you okay?
0: Just fine. Do me a favor, call Eddie Stubbs and Mr. West. Tell them to get their security people over here ASAP. I've solved the case. I turned Dr. Marsh over to West's security people who took her away. Eddie, Mr. West and I went around to each of the cages and restored the animals to visibility. Before too long, They were all present, accounted for, and hungry. A few days later, in time for school vacation week, the zoo reopened to grateful visitors. The West family issued a press release thanking their patrons for their patience and offering reopening specials for the kids. I urge you to visit the Commonwealth Zoo at your earliest convenience. I know what you're saying, but Millie, we have a perfectly good zoo in my hometown. That may be true. You can go to your own zoo and see your own elephants, but only at the Commonwealth Zoo can you see an elephant that was once invisible.
1: You have been listening to Now You See Them, Episode 6 of Millie Foster Macabre Investigator. The series stars Natalie Stanfield as Millie and Glenn Haskell as Woodrow. Guests starring in this episode in order of appearance were... Joe Stofko as Eddie Stubbs, Jeff Moon as Andrew West, and Elise Krawick as Dr. Samantha Marsh. The series was created, produced, and written by Mike Murphy, assistant producer and webmaster Captain John Tadrzak. Post-production was accomplished by Jake Luzzi. Music for the series was composed and performed by John Carl Toth. It is copyright 2018 and is used with his permission. To hear more of his music, please visit his website at johnnytoth.wix.com music. Script editor, Arlene Osborne. Art director, Alexa Chipman. This production is copyright 2018 by Misfits Audio and is intended for enjoyment purposes only. All the characters portrayed in this series are fictitious. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Please visit us on the web at misfitsaudio.com and on Facebook. This is your narrator, Fran McClellan, speaking.